welcome to another episode of In Another World, a pop culture podcast. As always, I'm your host, Zachary Landolt, and I am so thrilled to welcome you to another edition of TV Tuesdays, where I'm currently going through a rewatch of the NBC musical series, Smash. And we have arrived today at episode six, entitled Chemistry. And I'm so excited to invite entertainment writer and interviewer Joey Moser to the podcast to go into everything that goes down in this wild episode. But as always, before we dive into our conversation, let's listen to the original promo for the episode, Chemistry. I need to stop sleeping with narcissistic men! Hell hath no fury. If she finds out you want to replace her, it'll make it much worse. Like a diva scorned. I can do this. And all the secrets. If you don't talk to me, I'll make a scene. All the gossip has led to this. Because next Monday, the dish hits the fan. No one has to know. She's hypersensitive to drugs. All new Smash. Hello and welcome to another edition of TV Tuesdays where we are going through season one of the notorious NBC musical series Smash. And for my special guest co-host today, I have, he is a contributor for Awards Daily, Awards Daily? Awards Daily. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Awards Daily. <laughs> I very much did my research. <laughs> <laughs> and an alleged super fan of Smash as well, it is Joey Moser. Not alleged, very much a fact. <laughs> uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> well, I reached out on Twitter and you were very enthusiastic about, please, I want to come on and talk about Smash. And so I had to say yes. Yeah, it was probably a little, I was probably a little too forward. I was like, Smash! No, I, I, no, I was like, oh good, someone else is obsessed with this Bonker Balls crazy, but somehow still amazing show. It's such a weird combo. It's, um, I this is one of my favorite shows ever. Huge, <laughs> yeah. huge fan. It's because I was like I was like a music. I have a background in musical theater, so like, I mean, oh yeah, I, what's your background? I have a I have a degree in in musical. Okay, music. bitch. Okay, all right, all right. Um, it's uh, I always hate how they told us to to say it when we were in college. It was like you ha- you should say it. Um, I am a theater major with a concentration in musical theater. I was like, I'm not saying that. What? No, it's. <laughs> who said major. that to you? It's annoying. Yeah, it's so dumb. Like but uh, I feel like this is the show. I think I probably at some point when I was on, I was like, this is this is the West Wing of musical theater. <laughs> right. Like, it's what they wanted to be for sure. They definitely yes. advertised it as such. I would say. Yeah, they're like behind the scenes, and I was like, I'm yes, I'm ready. Let's do it. Well, and it, this show is so bizarre. We're only on episode six, but I feel like the tone of it has already shifted so much by episode six because I do think the first two episodes are about as West Wingy, for lack of a better way of putting it, as the show ever was. And then it's it's we talked about this on the last episode, but it's like it was getting subliminally influenced by Glee because they just saw how much money what Glee was making off of music sales mm-hmm. yada 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 and so they inevitably went into these glee i just call them glee style musical numbers because everyone kind of yeah. knows what that means mm-hmm. um <laughs> we get another one in this episode with ivy yeah. and what are you, what are your thoughts do you think it was fine to go down that avenue or do you wish it had all stayed like reality based musical performances like the first few episodes I think the Ivy moment, they could probably get away with it a little bit because they're like, it's a hallucination. Right. Um, 
do hate, um, excuse me, I do hate, I hate these. Like any (laughs) time that I think of them, I think of, I think it's later in the season when Ivy gets drunk and friends in Times Square. And I was, that was the part when I was watching it for the first time, I was like, what is happening? I was like, what is going on? No, like, I don't think anyone should probably admit that they are changing their show because they're being influenced by Glee. Yeah, I feel like yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Um, but I, I do remember when you told me, you were like, we're going to talk about episode six. And I was like, all right, that's at, see, this is how sad it is. I know that's after Let's Be Bad. Like, what, what are the songs in this episode? And I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's the beginning of the Glee shit. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So, long, sorry, long answer, I do not like them. yeah because this episode which i guess i should say it's episode six uh it's called chemistry Mm -hmm. but it's mostly non-marilyn music for maybe the first time in the show and i don't like it i don't care for it i gotta say yeah it's just like oh let's 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 (laughs) let's support these pop artists and like no let's follow ivy or no karen to a bar mitzvah and watch her (laughs) watch her sing shake it off not the taylor swift shake it off but no uh, the flying submission yeah it was a weird (laughs) this is a weird episode because it's also very because i noticed i was pulling clips for the show and stuff like this is a very heavy deborah messing episode like she's Mm -hmm. she's very much the lead i would say of this episode in terms of story i wonder if this is the episode that they submitted her I should probably look it up, but this is the episode that they submitted for her for the Emmys. Um, was she nominated? No, she wasn't nominated. But I was about to say, I did not remember that. No, no, because <laughs> because what they do is when when you're when you get put on the Emmy ballot, mm. you submit a certain episode. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, so or you know, it could be in the collection of episodes for contention. So I thought maybe this one was, but I guess I could. Look It'd be up. a good episode, either this one or well. Spoiler alert, I don't know. Anyone who watches Smash is probably listening to this. So they've already seen. But like later in the season, she has the episode where she like breaks it off with Michael. That's probably mm-hmm. another really good episode. Yeah. But yeah. do you know the whole behind the scenes of this series with the writer and how she kind of like Teresa melt- Reback? Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She like had a meltdown and like was slowly was like controlling the show more and more. And it's funny when I watch episodes like this, I'm like wow so because her character allegedly was based on Teresa so it's just funny when she's like the lead character of the episode like well you just really had to get that material in this week uh, (laughs) she was really like for an affair it's just an affair it's really Mm -hmm. not that exciting but they make it seem like high stakes drama like she's she's having an affair on her husband like it's it's a showman she's basically I mean It's yeah. you, you usually you you I mean I I'm not speaking from experience but usually you do a show usually fuck someone on the, can I swear I don't know um, oh please yeah please you can you usually fuck somebody on the show um so I've actually never had a showmance I've never had a showmance I feel I met my husband doing a show so okay like, what show Kiss Me Kate ooh I was a dancer and I was a, obviously a very threatening gangster yeah. Um, so and we had no scenes together, but somehow we just started hooking up, and we had, now we're married. Um, <laughs> there you go. Oh, I, a showman's a showman's. Um, I do think this is a an awkward episode because it's. I think the the previous episode, episode five, let's be bad. I think that might be my favorite episode of the whole show. Um, it's not mine, but it's pretty good. It, maybe I'm just clouded by that that number. I. I it's the best I, number. I will watch that number occasionally. Like, let's watch Let's Be Bad, and I like turn it on. 
Um, but then the episode after it is the workshop episode. So it's sort of sandwiched in between these two really good episodes. Really good episodes. It's not bad. It's not a bad episode. No, it's just it's a lot of weird things happening. It's not as bad as there is this little section, a little cluster of episodes after the workshop episode until Uma Thurman shows up where I'm like, okay, let's get, let's get, <laughs> like they really drag. I feel like when Uma Thurman comes in, she really brings like a burst of energy with her yeah. and like really takes the show somewhere. But yeah, the couple episodes were like, who's going to play Marilyn? Yeah. Is it going to be Ivy? Like... Is it going to be Karen? I'm like, oh my God, we know, we get it. And NBC's <laughs> like, we got to find a star. <laughs> you, mean, you mean Emmy nominated for Smash Uma Thurman? And she uh, absolutely, I think, deserved to probably win. I don't know if she lost to, so maybe I shouldn't say that. I can look it up. You're like, I can look it up. But I, I, I've already said it on the show, but I think she is actually perfect as... I think she's great. I think she's... Well, I love Uma Thurman, which Me too. not everyone <laughs> agrees with that sentiment. But well, I they, love her. They don't, they don't deserve your time. <laughs> you know, and honestly, true. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not here. Well, should we dive into the episode? Sure. Oh my goodness. Okay, so again, we are covering episode six called Chemistry. The episode opens and we see Ivy warming up in her apartment until gasp, she feels something wrong with her throat, but she quickly shakes it off and pretends to notice nothing. At the rehearsal studio, we see the creative team in panic mode as the workshop performs in a week and Julia's script and lyrics are still a mess. Okay, I call him Ellis the Monster because that is exactly what he is. Ellis the Monster, who still appears to be around even though he's seemingly working for no one at this point, mm-hmm. which just makes no sense, overhears the fight with the creative team and rushes off to spill all the tea to producer Eileen. She heads over to rehearsal just in time to hear Ivy crack her voice on the opening number. Oh my. Uh, again, then after rehearsal, this this... This was a really awkward setup where I was like, guys, can we not have found a more organic way to do this? But like Karen spills her bag by the piano, somehow crouches behind the piano that no one can see her, and then overhears the conversation with the creative team, which is going to be our first clip of the episode. You talk to her? According to the doctor, her throat is inflamed, but not infected. There are no nodules or polyps. Did he give her a steroid? She has some prednisone, yes, but she's hypersensitive to drugs, so it's not necessarily her best first option. So what are her other options? She's going to try vocal rest for the night. Okay, what are our options? Can we postpone? Well, that'd be difficult. How difficult? Well, a lot of our investors already have it on their schedules. If we postpone, it sends the wrong message. Okay. What about our other Marilyn? Can she do it? Well, hang on. Yeah, I'd love to hang on, but I've just found out I've got to do an entire workshop about Marilyn Monroe with no Marilyn. For a day, oh, maybe. Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't aware I had an extra day. Can Karen do it, Julia? Can she learn the role in a week? I don't know. Stop it. And by the way, don't you dare breathe the word about this to Ivy. Stress plays a huge part in all of this. You've already been leaning on her too hard. If she finds out you want to replace her, it'll make it much worse. A leading lady with vocal problems? No one believes that even when it's true. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, so many things to unpack with this. First of all, yeah, like it's so funny with the show because it has these ridiculous plot lines that are not based in reality, but they'll mm-hmm. still sprinkle in reality. Just like, see, we 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 touched on the thing you're thinking about, but then yeah. they don't acknowledge it because he's like, so we can't miss one rehearsal without Ivy. Like, clearly they could just work on ensemble shit for like a day mm-hmm. and it would be fine. But he's like, oh, I didn't know I had a day, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> come on, this is getting ridiculous. 
And I watched that scene again when he, when Christian Borrell's like, you're already leaning on her too hard. <laughs> leaning on her too hard. <laughs> leaning on her. Too leaning hard. on her. Literally, like, harassing her. Literally on place. top of her. <laughs> you know, like, it's really weird to watch this show in 2021 because there are just a, a lot of things that could not well, be on television now, I would say. Yeah. And also, sort of touching on what you were going to say about her hiding behind the piano, it was like, <laughs> yeah. she's going to have to leave. Oh, my God, yes, thank you. I wanted to have, I mean, can we watch the next 90 seconds of when she has to go, Gosh. Like what I want is for like, Tawn to be like, like, oh, let me go to the piano. I'm like Karen, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> hi. Uh, I she's like going something. around the piano, turns into like a like an she's just crawling comedy. along the edge of the wall. Like, They're like, Karen, we see you, and she's like, oh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, I am here, but I definitely didn't hear anything. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I I wish I could have acknowledged that, <laughs> or at least like shown them like leaving the room or something. So at least we're like, we see how she's gonna get out of. I imagine she slept under that piano that night. She did. <laughs> her boyfriend's like, where were you? She's like, I was sleeping under a piano. It's part of the industry. It's happening all the time. I had to sleep under the rehearsal piano. Karen, why? Well, I was eavesdropping and I didn't know how to leave. So I figured I would just <laughs> live there. <laughs> I'm from Iowa. I don't know how to leave a musical theater. Oh, I love when that's like their derogatory statement. Like, oh, you're from Iowa. <laughs> They do it like twice during this episode. Yes, yes, they do. It's usually from dancer Jessica. <laughs> I refer to people by like their titles on this show, not even so much their names. Like, um, like the guy that Tom sing. I, I, if you put a gun in my head, could remember his name right now. So I have known as Hot Lawyer. I have it written down, but I this the sad thing is I know his real name is Neil Bledsoe, but I don't know what his. He's very he's very hot. I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. If not boring, I mean, he's V boring. Uh, does a wonderful John. His name is John. Okay, oh, okay. That's okay. the I most boring so name. That's <laughs> so much funny. <laughs> I'm always, I always go to write the notes. And I go, hot, hot lawyer, whatever, hot lawyer. <laughs> Don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. Hot lawyer. <laughs> Poor guy, like, gets like the weirdest arc on this show. It just feels like they went, oh man, Leslie Adam Jr., he's so talented and so handsome. Yeah. Oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no. I find that whole thing that we eventually see in the season, it was like, he's actually gay. It's like, gay people like sports <laughs> too. He's like aggressively straight on the show. But ugh. Yeah, and they they loved, and I get, it's like many things with the show, things both infuriate me, but I also go, well, I guess that's like not the craziest thing ever. Because they go into this mm-hmm. whole thing where, uh, you know, he's like, oh, Sam, he's such, such a straight, gay guy but that totally mm-hmm. is a thing that happens in the community like a lot yeah so like, it's you know it doesn't make it less frustrating but it is very much a real thing i would say mm-hmm. i also love the introduction of the dun 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 prednisone because they this every person i know that actually works professionally in theater is like it is hilarious the way they play this yeah shut up because like yes there are side effects and yes you know there are risks blah 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 but like everyone pretty much takes this and they yeah they treat it like it's gonna turn her into like you know mrs hyde i don't even know (laughs) well they it's sort of like they there was like anytime you bring up the drug within three lines you have to say the word side effects because that's what happens every single time. Whether if it's like, um, like it's a miracle drug, yeah, until you get those side effects. 
<laughs> well, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Next in the plot thing, I have Ivy. Ivy back at Ivy's. Derek pressures her to take the drugs, and it literally is like, um, well, you know, that drug is a miracle. And she's like, well, there are a lot of. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, one of my favorite it made me laugh. It, it shouldn't yeah. have laughed, but when um, she comes back to the rehearsal hall and they meet in the hallway, she's like, "Did you take it?" Oh my god! She's like, and she's like, she's like, "Yeah, I did." I took the first six pills. Like it's as if she I feel came. insane if I cold sweats. <laughs> I'm freaking out. I mean, like a full on. I have a third like, leg. <laughs> like what's going on? Don't mind me. It's my tail. I'm screwed down. That's why I'm wearing uh, a duster. A duster today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like truly crazy. I get it. We get it. it's prednisone, but it's it's truly bonkers. <laughs> I'm like, was this in like? Was this required by NBC? Like, you can't, you can't push. <laughs> we have to be careful, guys. We have to be responsible. We have to. We, we don't want freewheeling chorus boys to just start taking prednisone. <laughs> Suddenly they're snorting prednisone and like, God knows what. <laughs> it's like, we don't want to be responsible for that. Also, I love that when he, first of all, is like, you really should take those drugs. I'm forcing you to take these. He then like totally nags her like, but, you know, whatever. If not, I'll have the Karen girl fill in tomorrow. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Terrorizing this poor blonde. Like, I swear. Every time people say, like, I don't know. I don't like Ivy. She's kind of a bitch. I'm like, you know, she's put through a lot, I would argue, in this season. Yeah. Um, like, she is a little bit of a bitch. But let's also be real. Like, I, I think it's like she is definitely a little bit of a bitch. But I also understand where her character is coming from <laughs> so much. I'm like, well, you know. I have a um, a friend who I forced the show on him. <laughs> and he is a heterosexual. And oh my, he, okay. Yeah, um, not as straight acting as Sam, but he did it with me, whatever. <laughs> but he, um, he, I remember I forced him to watch the show and he was totally team Karen. And his biggest argument was like, i such a bitch and i was just like okay listen <laughs> you're not the target audience sir i know so. it's like you have you are not allowed to have an opinion on this <laughs> i know Fucking i forced you to watch this program how <laughs> dare you speak your mind i don't like this let me i will give you your opinion when i ask for it <laughs> <laughs> i will let you know when you've given the appropriate opinion and then i will applaud you but until that moment please shut yeah. up no i'm sorry like i'm not even anti-karen even though i do literally have a recurring segment called karen moment of the week because she is just ridiculous I and do not like her. I am ultimately more Team Ivy. But to me, like, my big thing is always, listen, if you were Ivy Lynn and you've been working as a professional actress on Broadway for probably a decade by this point, and then your first big break, part that's literally perfect for you, and then they're like, I don't know, or maybe this, like, gangly six-foot-tall brunette might be Marilyn? I don't know. She's so edgy. She's so new. <laughs> like, so raw, her talent. Ooh, because here's the thing, I love Catherine Fee, very good singer, but I will say, when they did that live Smash concert, I think it really separated the, the um, you know, the Broadway vets from the people that, you know, are Catherine McPhee. Uh, because, I mean, my God, when you had them do that music live, like, some of the mm -hmm. stuff Ka Catherine McPhee did sound pretty good on. But, like, when she ever had to do choreography and sing, it was it was not happening, Mama. It yeah, was not happening. It, was like, it was like Bambi put on tap shoes for the first time. It was not... <laughs> it was... I, oh, no. Bambi put on tap shoes. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah. Oh, she, she just oh, does no, this a lot. Bambi. That's all she does. She does this a lot. That's all she does. 
whatever. She was good in um, 20th Century Fox Mambo. I remember being like, that's good. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I mean, I remember when it was shortly after the show happened. I'm not sure if it was during the, it was at the time of the show Mm -hmm. or after it. But I mean, Megan Hilty was on Broadway in Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Yes. And yes. The New York Times review basically said she's better than Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. If Ben Brantley's gonna say that you're better than Marilyn Monroe, if like, Ben Brantley so says it, you know, that Ben you know, Brantley. It's key faggotry right there. That's what that is. Ben Brantley, notoriously the man who said that uh what was it that Melanie Griffith was the best Foxy Heart in the history of Chicago on Broadway. I was like, okay, let's like calm down a little bit, sir. <laughs> okay. The whole like that was a very quiet moment in Times Square when that when that came out. I was like they all saw the review and went <gasps> somewhere yeah. Anne Ranking is like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh god. But it's so funny though, because of his bizarre review, I have always been desperate to find a bootleg of Melanie Griffith in Chicago, and I cannot find it. All I can find is her doing like the beginning of the Roxy monologue. And I gotta say, it is actually really good. Yeah. Um, Because she she takes like a monologue that you've heard a million actresses do and Mm -hmm. somehow finds a way to say it different and like break up the usual like rhythm of that speech i was like okay well this is good like she's not singing or dancing in this moment so like there is she is, she is standing still and she's I'm... being melody griffith on stage and be like hi yeah. <laughs> i've got a newspaper <laughs> you have to do the rest of this episode as melody griffith. i will not <laughs> i do love my one friend whenever we watched the working girl together and she had never seen it before and i love working girl but like yeah you know, um it's i think it's great but i can't argue that melanie griffith in that movie is even though I think it works for the character because she's playing like submissive and quiet because she's, you know, been made to be submissive and quiet. Um, but she is like very mousy, like V mousy. And she has this one line that cracks me up where she's yelling at Alec Baldwin and she's like, I'm not a steak. You can't just order me. <laughs> That's a really good Melanie Griffith. Thank you. I've watched Working Girl many times. <laughs> it is literally, like, it's one of my like, you know, when you have like those afternoon comfort movies, like it's raining outside, I'm gonna watch a movie and something I don't wanna like pay attention to, but I also want to like kind of watch again. It's like, that's like top five. I would actually say um, a movie that I love Melanie Griffith in w- and will will not um, be shamed about it. Did you sure. ever, have you seen Milk Money? Milk Money, yes, I grew up where with Milk like, Money. Where she, where she cries later about how she, she got the name V and she's like, my name is Eve, I took off the also i watched that again recently and wow it's a lot darker than i had remembered like, uh, when I was yeah because <laughs> i was a kid i was like it's this nice lady who has big boobs like you know like i just didn't really get it um i was young and that movie came out in like whatever like 95 yeah yeah so i was like seven so oh, you know you. how i thought we were the same age no yeah cool um, wait maybe i'm the same age yeah well <laughs> But I remember being like, I don't get it. She's like a nice lady that like talked to these kids in her apartment. I don't get it. Um, no, very dark. It's a very dark movie. Where like, like, Anne Hayes is like strung out, getting abused by Terrence Stamp. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Oh yeah. my god. Anne Hayes, what a what a career that one has had. I actually um I remember, I'm sorry, we can get off her. Oh, oh, we go on tangents on the show. No, it's um 
I remember my friend who Megan McLaughlin, who writes for Awards Daily with me. Mm-hmm. We've known each other since we were in high school. We went to we graduated high school together, and she um, we used to have a day job at a, it was a job at a movie theater, and we started a book club. And mm-hmm. Megan was the first person to pick the book, and she picked Anne Heche's memoir "Call Me Crazy." The book club <laughs> dissolved shortly after. That. <laughs> and I think Megan and I were the only two that read it, and that book is wackadoo. Um, well, it's Anne Heche. She's got the Anne Heche energy. Yeah. <laughs> Famously once was wandering in the desert looking for aliens or something, or was it? Like, it was like... Yeah, she's like wandering on the side of the road in Fresno. Good for her. It was so funny when I saw her in birth, and I was like, oh, hey, it's Anne Heche. And she looks like... Oh, I forgot she was in that. She's yeah, in I love birth. I love birth. I love birth. I'm a Nicole Kidman stan, so I've seen almost her entire filmography. Some for better or worse. Uh, you know, they're not all going to be winners, uh, but yeah. she's never the bad thing in it. That's 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 where we're at. She but makes anyway, choices. That's great. She does make choices. Um, back in the world of Smash, <laughs> as I go back into this, it's like oh, the reason man. why we're here. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next day at Julia's house, we see her burning pancakes while thinking about Michael Swift. Just as her husband Frank arrives home early, and she appears relieved to have life hopefully go back to normal. Quick note about that scene. This is the scene where with the sun, I hate the sun, but his acting in this scene, I'm like, could you be broadcasting that something happened more? Cause he's like, she's like, oh no, don't go away again. And he's like, yeah, don't. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, dude, like turn it down. Like, <laughs> like, like the fuck yeah, man? it's just like, why don't you just be like, mom fucked someone? Yeah, like mom fucking fucked somebody. Dad. I actually get so freaked out, not freaked out, but like, I I think it's so weird that everything else that Emery Cohen has been in, like Brooklyn, Place Beyond the Pines, they're like, what a great actor. I was like, not in Smash. (laughs) And I, yeah, I remember when I saw Place Beyond the Pines, I thought, oh God, that guy. But then he was like, good. And I was like, okay. He's like, I'm gritty and chain smoking. I was like, ah. I mean, mean, it was annoying, but I was like, he's at least like, I get it. He's making sense. Then Brooklyn was the one where I was like, oh, I actually like him in this thing. Like, weird. Mm -hmm. Maybe he just did not know how to do NBC drama. Like, he's like, I don't know how to make this work. Um, Or he's trying to do more. I think he was trying to get more out of the material than his character is even meant to, like, have. And not in a good mm-hmm. actor way where you make it <laughs> more full, more lived. And it's like, dude, like you're you're the son. You're the son who's a little moody. Like that's your your that's your gig. Like you're not getting mm-hmm. nominated for this. Like chill yeah. out. And he always just like overperformed his lines. Or he was like trying so hard to appear naturalistic that it was just like like lobotomized sometimes yeah. with him. Like truly and truly. <laughs> I mean, he he's obviously he's he's young. And, and it was sort of I remember the Emery Cohen who the line that sticks out later it's like oh, later gosh. where he like I think it's when they're in Boston and he says something like he's like guys I love you we're like guys I'm sorry it's like what is this kid's deal my favorite it's been the same oh my god that's a pretty good Emery Cohen um he, he's <laughs> like hey guys I got some like whatever the what did he get like bagel it's like Bagels from Boston. How can you resist? And it's just like, go away. <laughs> like, no one wants to hear from you. Go to your room. <laughs> like, go yeah, smoke like, some pot in the park. Like, I don't yeah. Know. Like, just, oh, just I digress. I could, yeah. I had to touch on it. Um, 
Oh man. Uh, yeah, at rehearsal, dancer Jessica offers Karen to fill in for a bar mitzvah that she was scheduled to sing at that night after hearing Karen complaining about her $300 credit card bill. We also see Michael threaten Julia with making a scene at rehearsal unless she agrees to see him soon. She turns him down and leaves early. Ellis, the monster, also cozies up to Eileen, attempting to pull his connections to keep her in or to help her in the search for a new apartment. They later enjoy $7 martinis at a bar called The Bushwhack, and we get our first glimpse of the hot bartender checking out Eileen. He's hot. Like, I remember being like, yeah. that guy's hot. Like, I don't even care. He's like, I actually, I remember like thinking, I was like, like, hello, daddy. I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need. Cause I have a wide variety of taste of men. I was like, I can enjoy like a like a hot, muscly chorus boy. Or and then as soon as I saw that guy walk on screen, I was like, no, nope, don't need them. Just need he can swill drinks and he's hot. Yeah, my things always be like, what's your type? I'm like, my type is like hot. I don't know. And hot can be many things. Hot could be like, yeah, like a fit twink. It could be like um, a muscle bear. It could be mm-hmm. this daddy. So I'm like he's hot hot is hot and i gotta say i was like eileen good for you bitch especially after her husband but i was like yeah good for you. upgrade like also maybe this is an episode where maybe we can realize the variety of men in this show because we got the dancers we got um john fuck i forgot his name again john, john. <laughs> all of his like hot um probably you know ask permission to choke you during sex bank buddies um you <laughs> I don't think he would even be that exciting. I think he's pretty, pretty boring. I think it's like, yeah, missionary, bang, bang, bang. I'm done. We're good. Like, I don't think great. He's like, wow, that was so amazing. And you're like, okay. Like, wow, we did it with the window open. Oh, so kinky. That was like one thing I learned getting older. I used to think when I was like a teen that it was all about getting like the hot guy. Like, what's the hottest guy you can like have sex with? Mm -hmm. And then when I had sex with my first like, quote-unquote hot guy and actually was like not the best sex i'd ever had and i think it's because they don't have to try as hard or something yeah. like they you know um like <laughs> give me like a mildly pudgy like you know above average guy and that's like probably the best you're gonna get <laughs> am i wrong give me, give me somebody who still has to try a little bit i need them to try yeah i, I need to, to i need to i need the effort i need, I need the effort Oh, man. Well, later at Tom's apartment, Julia finally confides with him about everything with Michael. I kissed Michael. What? He came over the other night when Frank was out of town. He was drunk. Tried to get rid of him when we went outside to wait for the car service. He kissed me. And you kissed him back? Big kiss or little kiss? Frank. He sang to me. What did he sing? Donny Hathaway's A Song For You. Mm. Everybody sounded amazing on that. I probably would have kissed him oh, too. you so good But I'm not married. Right? I love you. You know how much I love you. I do. You have to figure this out fast. You have to think about Ooh. Frank and Leo. Too much talk about me. Let's talk about you, okay? Tell me about the new guy. Uh, good. I like him. Good, I like him. Simple, positive. He's having some people over tonight. Meeting his friends. Simple, positive, and fast. Right? 
Oh man. Um I have to say about that. Number one, that's yeah, one of the yeah. good things about the writing that they picked a song that Michael Swift would sing that is like something a straight guy would sing, but has a slight artistic edge to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and number two, song selection, great. Yeah. And number two, it, it was almost wild horses. Um <laughs> yes, it was wild horses. <laughs> and oh, then someone um, saying wild horses to me. My... Oh god myself um there <laughs> and the other thing is like that's such like a gay thing to do it was like oh my god you're in trouble but was it hot <laughs> no i mean it's, it's, it's like oh, you slut what did you do but, like tell me everything <laughs> <laughs> oh like, man i gotta say like um i know it's very taboo straight actors playing gay but i always found christian burrell very believable and lived in as as tom i don't know what yeah. are your thoughts I actually don't think that a lot of people would have questioned him or looked it up. I think. <laughs> I think uh, I assumed he was until I found out like, yeah. he was fucking Laura Balbandi and like, you know, was married to Sutton yeah. Foster. I was like, oh, cheating, yeah, okay. cheating on Sutton Foster. You see that raw sexual chemistry in Linkley Bond, the musical that I got. It must be yeah. sad. <laughs> like, t- th- those are two actors that are fucking like when people are yeah. looking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I wasn't yeah, shocked I, uh, when I found that out. Yeah, I I bought that he was a homosexual. A homosexual. A homosexual. Yeah. Um. Again, like very. I one thing I do like they do with his character is that he later can very confidently say like, "Bitch, I tried to tell you. I tried to mm-hmm. tell you to not do it. You told me." I also, the thing that drives me crazy, and this is where I think she just subliminally wanted to get caught and wanted to be punished because. Why was she making out with Michael Swift in the front of her fucking apartment where she knows her son's fucking window is up there? Like, what yeah, the he's fuck? probably out there smoking pot right up above you, bitch. Like, like, oh my God. Don't like, be dumb straight, girl. Um, like, at least if you're going to make out with him, make out with him like flush against the building where you won't be able to see what you're doing. Like, what? what like, oh, make God. out in the elevator on the way down. Come on, have a. Come on. When Come also. On. He's out there singing his goddamn like song. So the son's probably like, what's happening out here? Like, you know, come on. It's like, ooh, music. Oh, I like music. <laughs> I love Michael Swift. I love Michael. He's really great. Yeah. He's like, you know my mom's idea of cooking is heating up Trader Joe's. Like it's just very like, <laughs> like he cracks oh, me up. I'm like, was he a was he a model that they were trying to make an actor? Like, what's going on here? Like, I don't get it. No, I just think it. it was bad. <laughs> Sometimes the easiest answer is the right answer. And also, and- back to me saying I never remember John's name. In my defense, whenever they talk about him on the show, she's like, "So tell me about the new guy." Like they don't even say his name. Yeah, the new guy. They don't want us to get invested in that. Yeah, fuck. It. What do you think of his like, uh, his gay, his gay, his gaggle of gays at the party that he takes him to? Um, I actually wrote down. <laughs> what did I write down? I wrote, um, John's friends. How long would I stay? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. Like when they when they're just like, you can't find anything, and we're uh, we went to P Town. We got a cottage. It was two million. It was That's two actually million. cheap. It was actually cheap. I would be like, "Fuck you!" Like I'm leaving. I wouldn't actually. He has a lot more 
uh, patients than I have. Cause I actually probably wouldn't say anything. I probably wouldn't give them the benefit of me telling them to fuck off. I would just like turn around mid sentence and just like walk away. That's something I, I guess do. he technically does that. He doesn't actually really he's clap like, oh. back. He's just like, Hmm, I'm going to drink some more wine. <laughs> yeah. He's like, my, <laughs> yeah, I think my, when someone introduces me to their closest quote unquote friends, I am like, if that's what their closest friends are like, I think, Oh, that's not good. Yeah. And they all look the same. And I was just like, how, how are you hanging out with these people? Oh, and they tell him that he hasn't come, they just came out to his mom last year, that all that mm-hmm. gay drama, all that gay shenanigans. Mm-hmm. That's no fun. Yeah. Oh, I thought. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <sighs> well, Still later at good. Ivy's, we see our next Glee style mm-hmm. musical number, which is her belting out, Who Are You by Jesse J. <laughs> And just when she's feeling confident, she's interrupted by Karen as Marilyn in the mirror. Oh my God. Freaking out, she calls Sam and Tom to come comfort her. This shows to be fine with Tom, who gets pulled away from the hot lawyer's shady friends who tell him his hot lawyer only came after his mom last year. We also see Karen arriving late to the bar mitzvah, clearly not knowing the lyrics to Hava Nagila. Uh, and she is further distracted by a text message from Tom who says she might need to fill in at rehearsal. Uh, I, I gotta say, Karen, you suck at this gig. Like, this is an easy gig. And you're she's on her fucking phone the whole time. Like, girl, what are you doing? I actually expected it. I was like, how did she not get fired in the no. middle of the gig? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like she shows up like f- fucking late. Like she's girl. late. She's late for everything. <laughs> she's late for everything. Like, this girl sucks. Is that, like, is that an Iowa trait? Like, give me a break. Then she like, drops the papers. She doesn't know the words to have an Aguila. They have to call her onto the stage to do the next number because yeah. she's offstage texting. I was like, girl, you. F- this is, w-. and this is why people hate Karen because you know who wouldn't pull that shit? Ivy. Ivy. She would show Ivy, up before. Ivy would. Ivy would be there before. Just schmooze with the crowd. Yeah, all that shit. Yeah, she would have. She'd be passing out headshots. <laughs> right? like, like, for 10 um, more dollars you can get a picture with me yeah Ivy oh Lynn. my god i don't worry Broadway's I Ivy Lynn. Over here. oh my god i am marilyn monroe thank you yeah i mean really and truly though she would have yeah been like i'd be a man in the musical soon <laughs> <laughs> i would actually love it if ivy performed the bar mitzvah as marilyn monroe without permission or context like I can't if, even. what are you doing she's like what i'm <laughs> What do you think of this Anna Diarmas Marilyn biopic we're gonna get this year? Like it's, I, it sounds so like I don't even know what to expect from it. To be totally honest, um, I think it probably rests on as the movie as a whole. I feel like yeah. it rests on um, the script because it's mm-hmm. based on it's based on a Joyce Carol Oates book. Yeah, I feel like that is not going to be like if you do go simplistic with that, it's not. Gonna yeah. Be- um, yeah, I'm like, oh, interesting. It's, it's, it's Joyce Carol Oates. I have it. It's over there. I actually bought the book because I knew it was getting turned into a movie. And have I been propelled to read it yet? No. Um, <laughs> but she, I think Anna DR, Anna DRS is, will be great. But um, I don't really know anything else about it. Yeah, it's also, I remember when My Week with Marilyn came out, I was like, ugh. Uh, no, and the movie. Now the movie is yeah. a whole other thing. It's not, but yeah, yeah. her performance in the movie, I was actually like really impressed with at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, like, God damn it, why can't she just do like a full biopic and actually like cover her life? I was very annoyed. Yeah, poor Michelle Williams is like never gonna win an Oscar. She's gonna need to like 
I don't even know what because you would I would say she needs to do like a gritty indie performance, but then even her like sobbing her eyes out in Manchester by the Sea didn't like get her a win. And then she played no. Marilyn Monroe, which I thought should have been like, oh, here we go, here we go. But then she lost yeah. to Sandra Bullock? No. Oh wait, is that right? Um, no. What year was that? That was Award Staley. Uh <laughs> oh, was it two thousand? Award Staley, not awards history. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was like 2010, 2010. So it was 2010. The, yeah, I think it was 2010. So that would have been. Ooh. That was. Oh, was that Natalie Portman? Oh, okay, never mind. If that was, <laughs> I will the, not no, take that away from Natalie Portman. I want to so. say. Oh, that sounds correct. That sounds. I remember her losing to someone where I went, well, yeah, like that's that's. Nice. It was either 2010 or 2011, and now I want to say it's 2011. Uh, no, she lost. Oh, she lost to Meryl Streep for the Iron Lady. Okay, so actually, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I say I would have sooner given Meryl Streep a third Oscar for like August Osage County yeah. than I would have Iron Lady. Like, I just, oh, God, it's a movie I watched and went, I will never watch this again. I have yeah. no desire to ever see this. Oh, oh. man, I can't even. Oh. Back to Smash enough about Meryl Streep um (laughs) Julia is later stunned by a phone call from Michael at her house he asked her to meet him later that night at the rehearsal space unable to focus she puts some pants over a pajama top and goes to meet him that scene is truly bonkers because I remember like I remember the first time I saw it I was like did she really just like like tuck her pajama top into some slack also when she's (laughs) When she's leaving, she says it like she's like, "I gotta clear my head. I gotta go. I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I gotta clear my head." And then I also wanted to. I was like, "How lo- you don't live like down the block from yeah. the rehearsal space? Yeah. Why don't you just say? See, this is a good example of probably example number two of how Julia is a really bad liar. It yeah. was like, say you have to go to the rehearsal space or something. Say, Be like, oh, I'm such an idiot. I left the lyrics I was working on today at the rehearsal space. Oh, I have to go get which, them. Which basically makes me sound like I'm trying to be like, Julia, you have to learn how to be a better... You need to be a better liar. Like, this you, is, like, like, this is uh, infuriating. <laughs> that scene in um, where... Oh, wait, actually, it's probably the next clip where he explains. Oh, yeah, we got a clip. We, we yeah, had yeah, to... Please. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll wait then for the clip to be over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we then cut to Julia showing up in her sexy pajama top slacks combo to go meet Michael Swift. You got the security guard to unlock the door. Told you I would. <laughs> she looks insane. Like, she <laughs> looks crazy. Oh. Well, also, that security guard should be fired. (laughs) Cannot call me at home. Cannot text me at home. You cannot ever again show up at my home. I know. Please fuck me. I should have never let them cast you. Come on, I'm pretty good in this. You shouldn't have taken the part. I'm an actor. Don't offer me the part if you don't want me to take it. It was five years ago. I thought we could handle it. Yeah, so did I. Not true. We're both wrong. Okay. Um, You are married with a child. I have Leo and Frank. And And here we are. And we can't. Jules, why are you here if you don't want to be here? To get through to you. 
You cut through. Okay, okay. no. It, I can't think if you if you touch me. I can't think even if we don't. How about we just look? Before the age of dick pics, let's just... I so want to see you. Okay, the rest is all visual. They they spend a lot of time on them hooking up. Like they, this clip goes on for I think another almost two minutes of them just taking off their shirts and gyrating on the couch. I but they wish... have to use a rehearsal the next day. Like, come yeah. on, guys. Like, wipe that shit. I need you to see you. Like, yeah, is that why she slips the next day at rehearsal? <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but like, I mean, the the clues are all there. Like, what is on this couch? She's like, oh, whoops, <laughs> oopsie daisy, I slipped on something. <laughs> oh god, I never thought of that. Oh shit, I, not until this very moment that I ever thought of it, and I'm like, well, you know, it's not the craziest idea. <laughs> oh god. And I have to say, when he takes his shirt off and he has like all those tattoos and stuff, which I, I'm not mad at, whatever. Yeah, um, it's fine. Yeah. I, every time that I see him, anytime that Will Chase has a scene as Michael, mm-hmm. I always think to when they are first casting him, and they were like, oh, he's in that Bruno Mars jukebox musical. And I was just like, really? Bruno Mars jukebox musical? Oh. Also, not to get nitpicky, but I mean, I guess it's fair for me too. He looks absolutely nothing like Joe DiMaggio. I mean, like, if you put their pictures side by side, um, yeah. and they don't even wig him or anything. It's, like, really bizarre. Doesn't Joe DiMaggio have, like, dark hair? Yeah. <laughs> DiMaggio. Like, yeah. blonde. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it looks, uh, imagine, imagine Will Chase and then think of the polar opposite type and that's what <laughs> I saw Will Chase in a national tour of, oh God, uh, Aida. Oh, I bet that was good. He was good. I was actually, cause I, I was used to be obsessed with that show and I saw it like, I saw it like four times, like twice on Broadway and twice. And I feel that- like he's like Adam Pascal, but a better actor pretty much. Mm-hmm. So like, he's like anything Adam Pascal ever did, like get Will Chase. He's like a little less threatening for like the grandmas from Nebraska making their big trip to New York. They're just like, yeah. like, ooh, Adam Pascal, he was in that AIDS musical. We can't have him. It's too touchy. He's the one that sounds like a poor man's Bon Jovi. Like, you know. Like, oh, we like it. We like him. We like him. He's palatable. Palatable. <laughs> yeah. Um the, he she must really turn it out in bed because he is like obsessed with getting getting up in there. Um it's all the scarves, man. All the scarves. <laughs> sensual, sensual act of her declothing. When she yeah. takes off her fucking pajama top, I'm like, guys, come on. I can't take this seriously. Well, she just like stands there. I kind of wish there was a moment where like the bumbling security guard like comes oh back and he finds them. Like, yeah. sir, did you find that? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I better go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, Luffy's like, hey, I'm an actor in the show that's rehearsing here. Can you let me in? He's like, oh, that sounds legit. Yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> let me show you. God. It's like, let feet her up watching a TV on like a tiny TV at his desk. Well, you know, but, but, but you know, <laughs> Michael is like so that straight guy that would become buddy buddy with the guard. Like, hey, man, nice to see you. He's probably knows him. Yeah. Very straight yeah. guy thing. Stupid breeders. I'm like, I'm, I'm a tunnel vision gay where I just like, zoom into the place i'm supposed to go to i don't you know i don't i don't chit chat i don't chit chat 
I don't like to chit chat. Tunnel, tunnel vision gay. Let's I'm see. too socially awkward for chit chat. I've never enjoyed mm. it. <laughs> so you, it. so Deborah Messing would get out of the car and you would be standing outside and be like, "Well, we can't go in. Can't fuck." He he doesn't uh, like, he didn't recognize me. So like, <laughs> oh, we can fuck right. like down here in the like crawl. There's, I think there's an alley over there. That's I think fine. there's a loading dock. We can like talk to right. <laughs> I also would not be meeting at the rehearsal space in the middle of the night um like that's like i think it's just asking for trouble yeah like what if derek shows up what if like anybody shows up for some reason to do something and then suddenly you're fucking on the couch yeah and making a work hazard for the actors the next day i'm just gonna say i i need that to be a thing if that i never thought i'm making it a thing (laughs) you it is that is the best uh we should just tweet at megan hilty right now and see Evan. Was that your acting? <laughs> that acting? Like, Were you slipping whoa. on bodily fluids? Whoa! <laughs> so really, um, Deborah Messing for Julia and Michael's dalliance, we'll just call yeah. it, um, got her yelled at. Yes. All. So really, it's a domino effect. Yeah, it is. Oh God! <laughs> I can't even. Oh man, well, back at the bar mitzvah where Karen has somehow not been fired, she does receive a business card from a guy who says he has a friend that wants her to call him. She also gets a text message from Tom saying Ivy is fine and to not worry about filling in. The next day, Tom and the hot lawyer discuss what went down with his friends. Turns out they're just messy queens. And this was also, this also as a piece of dialogue as an actual gay man, when he's like, yeah, I came out to my mom at 8, at 12, at 24. I'm like, and he's like, she's just a little hard of hearing. I'm like, oh, yikes, we're, we're skating over the <laughs> awkwardness of this conversation. Sounds like your mom's a bigot. Uh, <laughs> but I digress. She, she like, I came out of her at 8, and she called me a faggot. She can't, and she's I, like, fuck, well, what? What'd you say? Anyway, come get lunch. <laughs> I said I'm gay. I'm happy too, honey. Let's eat. <laughs> How old is your mom? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, man. Uh, Karen also finds out from dancer Jessica that the business card is from a major figure in the business music business. Come on, Karen. And we also see Ivy feeling like herself again and belting out history is made at night with Michael until they flub a move in the number presumably from something left on the couch, <laughs> which causes Derek to be his usual condescending self. And this sends Ivy over the edge, which leads into our last clip. Oh, <laughs> oh for crying out loud. Is it too much to ask for a moment of professionalism? Sorry. Yeah, sorry doesn't help me. I need something that vaguely resembles sex. So could we try that today with our Marilyn, please? I can do sex. Like we did it then earlier I'd today. Like to see it. And by the way, I'd love it if you were singing at the same time. Mm. Let's take it from the bridge, please. Hey, uh, while we're stopped, I have a thought. Maybe you could give me notes without publicly humiliating me at the same time. Oh, great. Oh, and maybe, maybe you could remember that artists are not football players who can take endless abuse and still do their jobs. Okay. Miss Monroe is having a moment. Oh, well, maybe a different Miss Monroe could do it better. Miss Cartwright? Maybe you could take a crack at it. Let's take a 10. Um, no, seriously, Derek, we should have given him more time with the lyrics. I don't 
don't need more time with the lyrics. You know what I need? I need to stop sleeping with men who are complete narcissistic pricks. Track him. Oh, and you're not that good looking. And you're not that good in bed either. Just a side effect from the steroids. <laughs> Love that. I had him say his line. Probably the, a side effect of the steroids. From the prednisone. From the prednisone. I told her not to take it. That's <laughs> horrible side effects. Horrible. <laughs> well, the side effects <laughs> may include like a, reading your boyfriend for filth and rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. Every time I did a whole like smash. Rewatch. Well, I I stopped mid season two because of season two, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, um, I actually every time I watch it, I was like, oh god, Derek Wills would not be working in a post Weinstein. I guess not they do call him out on it. Like it is a big mm -hmm. plotline season two where it's like you have been doing problematic stuff, but it doesn't know how to resolve it either. It's, it's sort of like, oh, the woman is crazy. <laughs> She's lying. Well, but then he's like, they do eventually like take him to task, but then the show's like, well, <laughs> we can't like make him successful again. So like yeah. the show does kind of end with him just being like disgraced at the Tonys. Yeah. And like people booing him. <laughs> Which I, you know what I gotta say? An appropriate ending for the character of Derek Wills. Like it's my yeah. only slight bit of justice with the show. I'm like, you know, he gets his, like, you know. Listener, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> season two he gets his 10 year spoiler <laughs> <laughs> 10 year spoiler yeah i can't even um i always lived for this scene just because it's like the audience has been waiting for derek to get like his own i feel like for the mm -hmm. whole show so far because he's just been re-watching it he's like awful to karen he's awful to ivy like i remember him being like nicer to karen but like he's kind of a dick to her for most of the show too I feel like the only person he's not a dick to is, and maybe I'm wrong, is the stage manager. <laughs> yeah. I feel like and maybe, maybe, well, no, he gets salty with Julia too. I was going to say he's nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. And maybe, um, maybe a little bit with Eileen, but she can throw it right back. Like she knows. knows I think Eileen is, she's like, hmm, I've got the money. So do you really want to yell at me like that? I also feel like she just wanders around the set with her Oscar in her purse. Like I feel like. <laughs> Angelica Houston has her Oscar. Like, it doesn't be like, Angelica, that's not the character. She's like, I know, but just in case anyone needs reminded. <laughs> just in case they need to know. I do yeah. love, I, I, she's not in any of the clips this week, but I do love Angelica Houston's little arc on this, this episode. It was a lot of fun. I mean, her, um, I wrote that down too, Big Buck Hunter. <laughs> I want to get like a t-shirt with her holding like that giant. Or I just shoot some buck. Like, like, how do you play? Let's... <laughs> We go, she's like, I love this place. It's got darts. I didn't know anyone played darts anymore. <laughs> it's very like she plays it as if like maybe if like Betty Davis had played this part, like maybe in like oh. her fifties. Like this would have been a very oh. Betty Davis part. I'm mad that I'll never get that. <laughs> oh I, I want an alternate version where it's just like Eileen, like for the entire episode, just her like <laughs> lounging about her office drinking scotch mm -hmm. like you know she's looking at her her Mo monets were they monets it was uh Degas Degas it was not Monet. okay never mind well uh I no. <laughs> I'm not really against like um or I'm not really for uh like origin stories but if you want to <laughs> give me an Eileen Eileen Rand, Rand origin story. Eileen Rand origin story 
I'm fine with it. Even if it's like play young Eileen Rand. Like Elizabeth Debicki or something. <laughs> yeah, I could or see actually, that. you know what? Just just have Angelica Houston do it and no one talk about it. <laughs> do you like the Irish men but with Eileen Rand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god. You had like from from Netflix. <laughs> like Eileen. Eileen. Or just Rand. Rand. <laughs> Rand. <laughs> I would go, I would watch the fuck out of that, I have to say. Uh, like, I don't know who's not producing. Like they keep they keep tiptoeing around doing a, a reboot of this show, like mm-hmm. doing like a, a little limited third season. I'm like, I will watch it. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if it makes no sense. The fans are voracious. They will eat that shit up. Like I I constantly still look for go on eBay and look for smash merchandise. Still can't find it. <laughs> But I like, feel like it's it's definitely a show that's prime for a reboot. Like if they did a reboot, the audience would, I think, show yeah. up for it. So I think it's not. A, I think it could happen. Maybe they'll do it like on Peacock or something. They could be like, oh, it's a limited show on Peacock. That would be like a time where for when we write stuff for the the website that I would be a nightmare. I was like, no one's touching that show. It's mine. It's mine. <laughs> Everyone. I'm I'm only doing interviews this season with the, with the creative people from Smash. That's it. I'd like to have all the exclusive interviews for Rand. I think I would like to put <laughs> my name for that. <laughs> oh, that's like a that is again like that's like a quintessential like project oh. that only a gay man would like come up with <laughs> and try to have produced. And I'd be like, who is this for? Like I remember when Feud Betty and Joan came out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, was this made for me in a laboratory, first of all? Mm-hmm. And will anyone else watch but myself? Like that show oh. felt like it existed in a bubble that I, I it still feels like the most niche thing that has ever been presented to me. I was like, hello, Zachary, you know how you have an obsession with whatever happened to baby Jane? You know how you love Betty Davis? Well, what if we literally gave this to you on a silver platter? And I was like, I don't even care. I don't care, yeah. What a crime that, I mean, she's a little cuckoo, but that Susan Sarandon didn't win just like a million awards for that fucking series. I liked her in that. Oh, really? I liked her. I liked her a lot. No, I did like her. No, I, oh, I, you didn't I like her. Like, I was like, oh, no. I, I thought that was sort of an unpopular thing. Like, I feel like that show became like a punching bag very quickly. And I will say that, like, I don't think Jessica Lange is good in that show. Um, I think it's a well, I think it's a good performance, but not a good performance of Joan Crawford. It's yeah, like that's, really that's probably a better statement. Yeah. She... Yeah, I was always just like I like the way that Susan Sarandon walks. I like the way her I like her cadence and her voice. I'm I forgot she was Susan Sarandon first of all. She was like, like oh, that's Betty Davis. Yeah. Oh, when she first walks out in the in the Mary Jane costume, she's like, yeah, hello, daddy. I was like, okay, I'm into this. That's like I don't like her, but it's sort of like Susan Sarandon got the assignment. Oh man, so the episode closes with Eileen conf- with her boys at the Bushwhack <laughs> confirming that she got a pivotal producer to be a guest for the workshop and reveal she found a fabulous new apartment. The episode closes with her buying the hot bartender at Bushwhack a drink as they shoot flirty glances at each other. And then she shoots some 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 buck. And he's hot. That bartender, Eileen, <laughs> go for it. I was like, Give me the whole show about her fucking that bartender. That's what I want. Yeah. Less yeah. Deborah messing in pajama tops and more and more Angel Houston with her fabulous Cleopatra Bob uh flirting with the bartender. 
I like how this is the one episode where they were like, we're going to lay off her throwing Manhattan's in her ex-husband's face, but we're going to get her to hold that orange gun at least twice. <laughs> yes, we are. And, you know, I bet they had, she had a bet with the director. She's like, I'm not touching that. And he's, he had to, like, trick her into doing it. So. Well, the, I love the last line. It's such a, like, it's it's kind of where I was like, oh, that would so be like a Bay Dance character. She's like, watch out, boys. This time <laughs> it's my turn. Oh, like, I, I was it. like, this is great. Because that's oh exactly God. what I want her character to be on the show. Mm-hmm. So whenever they give us that, I'm like, thank you. Like, don't, don't overcomplicate this. That's like um, just throwing... Like chum at the gays that are watching it oh my that, god yeah that is like literally like that is the energy that i want not just from her but from the entire show yeah give us more of the, <laughs> they give us that the next episode when bernadette peter shows up and she's like oh should i sing from gypsy oh my god should i sing <laughs> i played gypsy in ooh, pennsylvania <laughs> wherever the fuck and i was like okay and then she does full rose's turn oh, i'm like god. okay oh no rose's turn no. Uh, everything's coming everything's up. Everything's coming up roses. It's been a while. I haven't watched this in a while. Oh, man. Well, so this um, leads us to the Maryland leaderboard where every episode you can give points to Ivy or Karen. And at the end of the season, we will count up the points and see who is the definitive Maryland. Would you like to give out any points for this week's episode? Um, any I would highlights? Do, yeah. Points. To... <laughs> um, there is actually... I would actually just like to strip Catherine McPhee of all the points that she's already. I can't do that, but I can okay. give her okay. none for this week. Okay, I would give her the only thing that I would give a point to uh, Karen for mm-hmm. is there's a moment where I can't think of what it, I should have written it down, but there's a moment where someone says something and she like against Ivy and she kind of smirks a little bit, like. <laughs> she gets in trouble or something like that yes. and i said the biggest problem that i have with karen cartwright as a character is the fact that she's like holier than thou mm-hmm. she like, won't admit right eyed yeah it's just so it's obnoxious to me and i <laughs> i would give her a point for that if she decided to be like 10 percent cutting right. instead um, she like smirks to herself then like fades it away before anyone looks at her it's just like mm, okay she's like oh i can't oh no so nope you don't want to give her this point No, I I won't do it. Okay, I I, I can't justify giving her anything. Any points? I'm going to give Ivy a point for the prednisone because that's very Maryland. Yeah, (laughs) um, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, I would give it to her for that. Yeah. Okay, so that's two points. Uh, Any any other moments we like to get? I think her yelling at a man in rehearsal because of their sex life going awry is also worth a Maryland point. I actually I would agree with that too. I think that. the only thing missing from that scene is all the chorus boys being like, yes, like snapping the whole thing. They were thinking it. I heard they the, were. You heard the internal monologue. We see like the ones in the back going, oh my God. I'm like, oh, she did it. <laughs> Can't wait to, I'm going to hit up the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also, I'm going to give one more point to Ivy, which is um, seeing visions in your bedroom of your competition and being haunted by that that's very Maryland yeah. so I'm gonna give yeah. you a point for that as well I would actually probably say what this episode sort of shoved in our faces <laughs> um is how quick the industry is oh like uh Karen going through the book and organizing pages or them 
you know, getting the music, looking at it for 0.5 seconds and being able to know the the lyrics. Yeah, he's like, hood, 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 hood. Okay, 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 I'll be ready, be ready. I'm like, that's not, that's not yeah. how that, no. It's like, that's... it's like Derek's like lighting a lighter underneath the page, burning it. <laughs> so I would probably you say. You better learn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gold. Oh, they show them in the hallway, like, oh, wait, this is a new page. Oh, yeah. wait, this one. They're like, when is this up? Um, I'm right before opening. And I'm like, okay, like true. There are changes. Yes. Yeah. But they're like, I can't even, it's insane. So I would probably say, give her a point for, um, you know, showing some, you know, industry realness. <laughs> the realness, the realness. Okay. Okay. Ivy's doing well. Ivy has, She's in the lead. Karen was in the lead after last week, and now Ivy is in the lead. And that's, I, I know, I was like, how is Karen in the lead? But it has been rectified, and now Ivy is, she's put her in the dust, which is where she should be. Well, this does lead me to my Karen moment of the week. And this week, my moment is, oh man, it's Karen, again, not knowing a major figure in the entertainment industry, and someone never be saying, ugh, you're so from Iowa. Karen! So, how'd it go? Maybe I'm not cut out for bar mitzvahs. Did you at least get a good tip? Uh... Oh, well. Oh, well, holy cow, holy moly! What? I gave you that gig and Bobby Raskin was there? Who? Get her Bobby again. Raskin was at the bar mitzvah you gave me. And you gave it to her? Who's Bobby Raskin? Ugh. Bobby Raskin? Ugh, you're from Iowa. He's big. He's like um, Tommy Matola. And don't say who's Tommy Matola. Who's Tommy Matola? <laughs> who's Tommy Matola? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when I rewatched it today, I was like, ask it, ask it. She's like, but I don't know who that is. <laughs> I just love when that's like their derogatory slur. Like, ugh, you're from Iowa. <laughs> Nobody in Iowa watches the show. Ugh, no one from Iowa's ever been on Broadway. So we like to keep it that way. <laughs> That's the reason why. There's like a blood pack to get her out of there. Like, she can't be on stage. It's just a bunch of Karens in Iowa. <laughs> like, don't let them in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Any final thoughts on this episode? Anything, <laughs> anything we'd like to touch on? Highlight? roast i don't oh god there was something but now i can't remember it Give oh, me it's okay time. it probably wasn't that important i just yeah. think karen karen is such i feel like karen just poof appeared in new york city one day like does she i don't believe she has any life experiences like that's the thing about her character she seems to exist as a plot device and not as a human like i just she makes no sense to me She's it's a conundrum wrapped in a riddle. Wrapped in Catherine. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just sort of like, I, I don't know how the show has the balls. The balls. The balls to suggest to me, I, I think it every single time. It's like, how dare you suggest this? After uh, we just saw Let's Be Bad, that, that should have been the end of the show. Yeah. Like, and seen, over. You should have seen Derek Wills seeing the hallucination and seeing the the like, oh know. fuck Karen. He was like, oh Karen who? Whatever. What about Wafy Karen? Maybe she'll be more Marilyn. Wait, well, it, actually, even anytime you see her in like that sparkly dress, she looks like a tube. 
No, it's like everyone's like, oh, except that one number. Like, no, it's she's good in the number as a performer. I still never for a second was like, wow, she does really give me Marilyn vibes. Yeah, it's not, oh God, it's not like, <laughs> I can't even, it's just so frustrating to me. It's just oh, like, that, that's that's the very, the vibe of the show. Yeah. I'm gay and I'm frustrated. Gay and frustrated. <laughs> Let's put on Smash. <laughs> well, Joey, thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of our Smash Recap. Uh, would you like to let the listeners know where they can find and support you online? Uh, yeah, we are gearing up Emmy season. Oh. So there's going to be probably a shit ton of interviews coming up in the next couple of months. But if anybody wants to follow me, um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at JoeyMoser83, which unfortunately is my age that I cannot get off my Twitter handle. <laughs> You're 83? I'm 83. You look great. Thank you. (laughs) Are there any like big Emmy shows or performances that you're rooting for going into the season? Um, I'm a big fan of the Kate Winslet limited series that's kind of playing right now. I'm I'm sucked into it right now. Yeah. I've seen the majority of the season. Oh, right. You know things. Um, and then I'm dying to get my hands-on screeners to the new um, Barry Jenkins limited series, uh, The Underground Railroad. Like I'm like, hi Netflix, can I have some screeners? And they're like, it's like cricket, cricket. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, then I think there's a lot of really exciting stuff. I think that uh, like limited series races need to expand category. God, know. yes. Um, there's a lot of really interesting stuff that's going on there, but. Um, when I feel like comedy gets like blended with drama in that category, it's like, well, this is like not fair. It's like the year that was like, how do you compare like Nicole Kidman in Big Little Lies to like Kirsten Dunst in Fargo? Like, there's like weird years. Yeah, like, that's like, why are you doing that? Yeah, it's, it has something to do like the placement is like really weird with um, like limited series. They, they they made a rule last year that it has to. Like the amount of nominees is based on the percentage of people that are that were submitted. So mm. supporting actor and actress had like eight nominees and like lead had like five. I was like, this makes no sense. <laughs> but uh yeah, there's there's a, a lot of good stuff coming in the next couple of months. The Emmy eligibility window closes at the end of May, at the end of this month. It's already it's already Shit, okay. um so like I feel a lot of shows are going to be like shoving all of this content. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because they have to, you have to have um, the majority of the season has to be out so you can be yeah. eligible for it. So I feel like they're going to be like, and we're dropping all the episodes now. So. <laughs> right. Oh my God. I went, are you a watcher of Pose? Uh, yes. Did you watch, have you watched uh, any of season three yet? Mm-hmm. I love that the entire first episode was almost just like an OJ Simpson watch party. Like, I was like, what's happening? Like, I was, I legitimately, I tweeted about this, but I was like, is this about to turn to a crossover with mm. the people versus OJ Simpson? Yeah, yeah. I remember thinking, yeah. are they going to show us Cuba Gang Jr. and not OJ Simpson? <laughs> like, I was half expecting um, when I watched the episode, I was like, 1994, literally the first thing that popped in my brain, I was like, ooh, OJ Simpson trial. So, like, and, the big- and you were right. <laughs> And then I was right. But then I remember watching the the premiere episode and I was like, please just show me like a white Bronco just passing <laughs> just behind the actors. Like there's always one white Bronco, but it did not happen. 
Yeah, this season, I've only seen obviously the first two. It's a weird Mm -hmm. season so far. I'm a little bit like, okay, all right. I love Pose. I loved the first two seasons. It's a Um, it's a short season. Yeah, it's only like eight, right? Uh it's seven. Seven? It's only seven. Um Jesus. Oh my god. So uh I'm a little nervous to finish it. Um so well, I feel like I saw someone mention it in this way, and I guess I kind of agree. They're like, well, it's pretty much told most of the story that it wants to tell. So it's almost just kind of like a a victory lap of like, hey, guys, thanks for watching. Here are the characters. Yeah. Like, you know, but it's just like such a bummer after how much I, I loved the first season. I thought the first season was like, a, not a masterpiece, but like as, as close to a queer masterpiece as I can imagine. And I loved a lot of stuff in season two. There were a couple episodes where I was like, okay, this is getting a little... A little I'm, I'm a big fan of season two. I think that's mm-hmm. really strong. I was, mm-hmm. I was really all in on season two, but it's... it's mm-hmm. um, I do think that season three is kind of like what you said, like a victory lap. Like even in the advertising, I was really surprised. <laughs> Someone said to me, they're like, they're like, why are they on water? I was just like, I don't know. I was like, just let them do it. They were like, they were like, there was like, isn't this a really depressing show? I was like, it is really depressing, but I don't think that's what the show is doing this year. Um, yeah, I saw someone like, I'm gonna get a tissue out just in case. I'm like, guys, they make us cry every episode. Like, that's like, yeah, like not a, a get a, a box. <laughs> yeah, it's it's also like, <laughs> I have a friend from college who who works in visual effects and stuff, and he yeah. was telling me he got a job working on Pose this season, and he was saying that he, you know, they had to do a lot of like visual effects work for the for crowd the, yeah for the crowds yeah i imagine i was i was wondering yeah and he was telling me that he was like i think he was on set on during the last episode he was like you're not ready and this is coming from like a street make in a like, good way or like a just oh, no, like way. a good way he was like it's gonna he's like he's like he told me he was like get ready like it's an emotional like i like that. like it's an emotional ride like in a good in a good way so i will say pose is usually like queer therapy for me where i just like mm-hmm. get a lot of tears out and i feel very cleansed at the end yeah like i mean it's been long enough now but i'll just say the candy episode from season two i that thing destroyed me the first time it was I so unexpected it. it was so Ugh, like the entire uh like her whole musical number at the end i was just like mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god yeah and then she wasn't even fucking nominated for well like, it's it's the weird category placement for that i feel like and the the thing is like if she if she wasn't in that episode where billy porter's nominated episode where he yeah. he you know he's in the hospital and he sees her she would have been i think if she was run as a guest actress she would have won but she was <sighs> too many episodes so it automatically moved her to supporting i hate shit like that that's when that shit drives me bonkers because i am like they absolutely should have recognized i think it's truly a crime that none of the actresses from that show have been it's bullshit like i told ridiculous everyone i was just like mj rodriguez at least mj rodriguez like it's you know sure but i I don't even say like dominic jackson supporting like like put her in supporting like it's fine yeah, oh, it's 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 so stupid. Yeah, whatever. it is not a podcast. Let's talk about but, no, you know it's TV Tuesdays, and we're talking about television, so really it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, thank you for coming on the show, and hopefully, you'll come back in the future. There's a ton more Smash to talk about. Oh, you you will not be able to get rid of me. So, oh my goodness, Smash for asking me to be on. It was a lot of fun. 
And if everyone wants to support the pod, you can find uh, you can find me online at Zachary with no H on Instagram and Twitter, or the podcast at IAW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And I'll see you guys on Friday for more Freddy Krueger fun. Again, Joey, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>